to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I am here with an amazing entrepreneur, Teresa Felton from Joy Life Coaching. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you, Deirdre. It is so, so good to have you on here because I know we're about to have a blast. <laughs> but can you kick us off and can you tell us a little bit about Joy Life Coaching um, and what you do and how you got into it? Sure. Um, like you said, my name is Teresa Felton, and I actually help women in midlife navigate midlife uh, okay. because it gets messy and all of a sudden their roles are changing and they often hit a crisis and and I just I help them see that it's not so much a crisis as an awakening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I call it the midlife chrysalis. So they come out on it on the other side. So I help them walk through that. And um, I also help mom entrepreneurs who are struggling with work-life balance and uh, mom guilt to ditch the guilt, take care of themselves and find that balance so that they can focus on their business and really show up with an energy that attracts their ideal clients. And it's started... I mean, really through years of my own experience, I've been a coach for 15 years, um, but I just really started ramping up this company in uh, over the summer, actually. So I'm less than a year into wow. focusing on, on this business um, because I was feeling unfulfilled being a woman in my mid-40s, yes. and I decided it was time to, to start helping as many people as possible so that they don't have to go through these lessons that I went through. <laughs> as much yeah I'm so fascinated and I'm sure we're going to get there um, because I do want to kind of take us back in time and almost how you even got started in entrepreneurship if you wouldn't mind sharing with us your journey not at all I I always have been I've always had that spark um you know I mean even as a waitress you know like kind of that eat what you kill mentality living for tips um but for me, you know, I started, I eased, I dipped my toe in real estate. Um, I dipped my toe into the insurance business many, many, many years ago. And I was just trying all these different types of, of, of businesses to figure out where my strengths were. Cause I knew I wanted to do something and I knew I could do anything. And I, um, by happenstance, I was cheering on some people. I had volunteered at a triathlon actually in 2005. Um, the uh, oh, did you see me? I think I just froze. Yeah, sorry. Um, you would uh, hold on, just give me one second. Okay, am I okay for you? Yeah, okay, good. Okay, if you could just um, you were talking about by by um. Ha- like the act, yeah, but <laughs> sorry, 
by happenstance? Yes. Yeah. You're, yes. That's right. you're there. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I'll, start, I'll pick up there. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I was volunteering at a women's triathlon and I was uh, on the run course, just running back and forth and cheering these women on. And it was a very beginner friendly and the owner of the company that um, was part of it always finished with the last runner invited me to be a coach for her in the next year. So that's how I started. And I've always, you know, I've had a relationship with um, other entrepreneurs who actually were pioneers in the fitness industry so it's, I, I grew up with it and it's just in me. So that's how I started with, with the coaching piece. Right. And then um, I actually, my biggest success that I didn't realize was success was inheriting my dad's business. And um, that was a shock. <laughs> it, it was not planned. Um, you know, it was something where he never expected any of us. It might, I have a sister and he passed away suddenly. And um, I walked into his his warehouse. It was a warehousing and contract passage. I had never done anything with it before in my life. And I walked into this business like he had passed away at two in the morning. I walked in a little earlier. His employees had already been notified and there was just panic on their faces. And I said, I. I got you. You're not losing your jobs today. I got you. And um, they just followed me in blind faith. Uh, (laughs) And can I ask, how how old were you at that point in time? I was 32. Okay. And I imagine imagine that there were, excuse the New York traffic. Oh, no worries. I'm just going to pause. The past. Okay. All right. I think we're okay. Um, I imagine that you would have had a few employees there who were older than you as well. Oh yes. Yeah. They all were. They all were. Um, I I I was I was thirty two. Was I thirty? I was thirty two with a newborn. I mean, an infant. I had an eight month old baby. We were living in Orlando at the time. This was in upstate New York. So the day he died, I relocated myself and the baby and my husband and I, who were still within our first two years of marriage. I mean, like we got married, we got pregnant, we had a baby. And then this happened. And, uh, and I, and I, I just, I stepped in and this was before everything was kept online. He had never talked to any of us about how he ran it. So I just had to figure it out. And I had been prepared to do that. That's how my brain works is if I can study something, I know I can, I can learn it and understand it and do well at it, but I just needed to really ramp up quickly and um, also make sure that our clients felt comfortable with it because we could have seen a mass exodus and, and I did it. That is amazing. Wow. Like going from really just being thrust into this position that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and make it work. I mean, that is that's a remarkable story, right? Thank you. So let's let's kind of um, fast forward because that was a mo- and are you still Shaska? Are you still running that business as well? I'm not. I actually I closed it down. Um, I ran it for five years. It did wonderfully. I mean, actually, we had record revenue in the last two years. Um, I managed to stabilize it. I put in a new pricing structure, and I'm not a and I. 
I'm just going to, I didn't go to school for business either. I mean, this was one of those things when you would ask about challenges was getting honest with somebody who was a business person and saying, I'm struggling. This is not going well. What can I do? And finding that being able to be vulnerable to them instead of being like, everything is great. Yeah. Everything is great. I'm a success. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and taking his advice to heart and acting on it, that changed the course of everything. But I'm not, I, I did. I, I closed it um, when I had an opportunity. I was tired because I was also working a full-time job at the time. Wow. So um, there was, a, and I had another baby in the meantime. So there is just, there is a lot. And at some point I just had to say something's, something's got to go. And and I was okay with it because the employees were in a better place. They had um, advance warning this time. So it was a very clean transition. Mm, awesome. Uh, and what made you decide to actually, I think I know the answer to this, but uh, mm-hmm. in your own words, what made you decide to actually close that down, that business down? The the main the main reason was um, our largest client was getting ready to move there, so we did the warehousing for a large nonprofit in the city and I'm upstate, yeah. and they got new owners, uh, new leadership came in, mm. and the they wanted to bring it to a warehouse that was closer to their facility to to their oh. home office, yeah. and at that point I could either go out and try and make up the business. Um, I could make it work on what we had or close. And it wasn't my passion. You know, I had, I had done what I had set out to do. I put them, the people in, I didn't do it for myself. I was, I was doing this the whole time for the employees. Yeah, totally. So. And that was what I, when I said, oh, maybe I shouldn't assume because, <laughs> I no, know what no, no, no. Say. but my assumption was that, yeah, you just, this wasn't your business. You, mm-hmm. This wasn't the thing that you were called to do. Correct. Um, but so that was a, a great decision and, and something that you, yeah, you rightly had to, uh, to make, well, you had to first of all make the decision for the employees to keep it going. And then you had mm-hmm. to make the decision to do what was right for you. Right. Um, so then talk us through after that period, what kind of happened, you know, did you go straight into starting Joy Life Coaching or was there other things in between? I did not. I still had a corporate position, so I continued through that, <laughs> but I don't like to sit still, which is something that I'm working through. I'm just learning now to relax. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I I went to graduate school. I closed the business. Um, I started a run club for women, a a branch of, um, it was called at the time Moms Run This Town. Now it's She Runs This Town. And I started a local chapter and I went to, I I enrolled in graduate school and I got my master's in health and human performance. So work, and I was, my industry where I, where I, where I am corporate is, is I, I develop wellness programs for companies. So everything was along that wellness fitness path. Um, and then I had a bit of a panic attack in 2018, just something there is uncertainty with my husband's work. And I thought, Oh, I got to get some money. So I, that's when I went out and I found the domain for joy life coaching and officially started it then but then I kind of put it aside. And then, like I said, this summer, I, I'm, 
I decided it was, it was time. Yeah. It was, and, and I had to grow into it too. I mean, I, with all the years of coaching, I had, it, there's a clarity that comes with maturity, with experience. I mean, we had been through a lot with our children and of course, you know, the death of a parent and companies and all of it. Yeah. Um, but there was a missing piece in my, in my coaching process and it was understanding how to really approach somebody else without judgment. Mm. Sounds very simple, but we always, a lot of times we think on our minds what we think they should do or what I would do in their position. Yes. And to separate yourself from that and accept what they choose to do and not judge it and say, okay, this is part of their journey. It took a long, it took over 10 years for me to really wrap my head around it. Mm. And and I think that was the clarity that I needed to finally become, come into my coaching. Right. Yeah. And because did you find that that was holding, like, you know, what do you think was hold, what am I trying to say? What you needed to get to that, that particular point of clarity for you to, mm-hmm. I guess, really um, take hold of your business with both hands and, you know, go full, full steam ahead with it. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, was that in your, in your marketing that that wasn't, you know, in your sales, in the fulfillment, like where do you think in your business that particular, where you needed that clarity to help you get going? Uh, in, for, in my alignment, there was, I knew that there was something that was holding me back. And part of it is always that imposter syndrome. You know, why would they listen to me? Sometimes my life is a hot mess. Sometimes I'm a hot mess. Mm-hmm. I'm still a hot mess sometimes. Um, you know, and, and how, how can I properly guide them? And, and I've been doing it for, for free for years because I've, I have to practice to keep my certification current. I have to get in a certain number of hours. So, and people knew I did it. So friends would come to me and I would coach them through it. And then I would do it as part of, part of corporate and group coaching and smoking cessation programs and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was that, that my personal mindset block of, am I, am I worth it? Mm. You know, I do this, but how to, to wait, how do I know? And I finally know, and I understand, I believe I'm really good at it. I mean, (laughs) like, and, and it's not, and separating that out from hubris, it's not hubris. It's, I understand it. Like I've studied enough. I've studied the psychology. I've seen, I've seen the the results. I've seen people transform. I I lived it myself. And I can truly say that I embody what I practice and I know it works. Yeah. Wow. And so when you and I just want to tie it back to, you know, um understanding or having that clarity of, you know, I guess in, I think your words were when you were you were judging people or judging, you know, you had some expectations of what they would say, right. think, feel, do. Mm-hmm. So how did that help you with, yeah, in terms of then getting to this point of knowing that you were good at it? Is that because people might originally might have responded to you in a way where you didn't think you were good at it? Like what was, what was? I, I think it was, it was finally getting through my own, blocks, like really getting through my own blocks, going through my personal challenges. Like mm-hmm. I'm raising, um, you know, I have a daughter and, and I always explain it off by saying that she has a mood management disorder. 
that's just, it literally is a mood management disorder, but that's putting it lightly. It has put an, an immense stress on our lives because she's very volatile. She's very kind. She's very loving, but she can be explosive. And she also goes into periods of depression. Um, When it got really hard, especially after lockdown, um, it put me into a depression because I didn't know what was coming home every day. I didn't know what I was coming home to every day because I was thankfully working out of the house for most of it. But she and she and her father would butt heads and we there's we never knew how her reaction or response was going to be. So we were walking on eggshells and it's hard when like your kid is exploding at you. And there was also a situation where I never knew I didn't always feel like she was safe. Because she has, she had been inpatient in the past. And I speak of this with her permission. Hmm. She lets me share my side of the story as a parent with a child who goes through these series of a depressed, of depressive episode. And she was 10 years old when that happened. And that in and of itself, my response living through that and then going through my own depression, I think brought about a clarity for me that we all are at any time subject to it. Mm. And there is a mindset piece and I truly believe in mindset and I do, I love my life, but it's understanding that you can love your life and it can still be really crappy sometimes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Did that answer one's lives? Yeah. yeah, it's a really long answer. I don't think you expected the answer to be that that lengthy, but that's, I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because, um, because this is, then this is what I, this is what I love getting to the heart of if if possible, you know, what is actually that, that driver for either a mindset shift or, you know, getting uh, from a certain place to the other side of it, like what was, and so something like that, I shouldn't say happening because it feels, um, but you know, being in your life and, you know, and you being so open about it Mm -hmm. and having that be, you know, because I think it makes sense now, I, again, I'm going to make assumptions and please correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, some of that, maybe that judgment that you were feeling was because, you know, other people may be looking at you, looking at your daughter, looking at your relationship, and you felt like they were judging you that you didn't have this thing put together or, or, you know, Mm -hmm. but can you talk to that? I I don't know if I'm. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was understanding. And, and I, and I put this out there too, that we're not all perfect. Like you see snapshots that are out there. And, and once I started talking about it, yeah, I, and I would put, I mean, I put it on social media, I put it out there. I didn't always go into detail about it, but I, I, I I do. I'm very honest and open about my struggles, about my challenges, um, and even accepting what I do well. So I'm going to do, this is going to tie into it. Um, I talked about my dad's business Mm -hmm. for years. I kind of sloughed it off being like, well, I did what I had to do. Anybody could have done it. It, it was, you know, wasn't a big deal. I wound up closing the business anyway. It's not like I made a bajillion dollars doing it. Mm. And then I, and it was 
recently, only recently, I said, not everybody could have done that. No, Not everybody would have left their home, left their husband, taken a baby, moved to the tundra because (laughs) it's... It was October and I had like, I had been in the South for almost 20 years at this point because I was raised up North and not only gotten employees to trust them and believe them just like to follow Mm. and, and trust that I had, I had it, but also to get the clients on board and to make it happen and to learn the systems and, and to to not bail when we were on the brink of bankruptcy, to put some of my own money into it while I got it figured out. And then to actually be that person who was open enough to talk about it and take, take the advice of someone who changed the course of it and go down there. And, you know, it was really having to, to embrace the no and understand like, he, he said, what's the worst that can happen? If you tell him you need to change the pricing structure because it was, we needed something more consistent. He said, what's the worst they can, they can say no. And yeah. then you, you got to close anyway. Right. Yeah. So understanding that, which I'm so, I'm sad. I didn't learn it sooner, but <laughs> it, it just broke me free yeah. of it. Um, but like not everybody that was something that was because of me, because of my personality, because of, you know, being able to like exude this confidence that I had it covered when I had no idea what I was doing. It, it, there was, it's just like, I'm trying to put it into words. It was, I I finally appreciate and value myself. Yes. I know what I bring to the table. And that's when I could finally say, this is where it's coming back, that, I, that's how I can say it. Now I know I'm a good coach Yeah. because before it was, well, anybody could do it. Cause that's my whole motto. I'm like, mm-hmm. anybody could do this. I used to train beginner triathletes. I'm not amazing because of these physical things that I do. If you train for it, you can do it too. So I was making myself not special mm-hmm. and, yeah. and re- like reducing my value yes. when in fact I can bring you to it. That is my value. I can, I can be your Pied Piper. I'll bring you to the water. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Wow. Wow. Okay. So now, you know, you're, I guess um, you're now fully, I wouldn't wouldn't say full-time because I don't think it's your full-time on Joy Life Mm -hmm. Coaching, but you're like fully committed to it. I 100%. Yeah. Um, and so can I ask you just change in tack now, like what mm-hmm. are your marketing strategies? What have they been in order for you to grow, get clients? What, what are you, what are the types of things that you're focusing on? Uh, the first thing I did was make the announcement. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you have the, the war market who knows you and, or, or the people at that, at that right time, um, who are like, this is perfect timing mm-hmm. and they jump into it. Um, and I've been doing a lot of Facebook groups playing with that and, um, just slowly ramping up, you know, I've been working on my copy, um, on the website to make it more to help with conversions. Um, and I've also been developing the programs because since it's not my full time Mm -hmm. and since I want to help as many people as possible, I do virtual coaching. 
And so it's programs that you can watch the videos and learn the concepts and work through it on your own. And I'm there as a resource and I will review, you know, weekly outcomes and goals and, and all that. Mm -hmm. So it's, I've been developing that as well. So not as heavy a focus on the marketing, more on getting set up so that I'm prepared to ramp up Got it. and scale it when it's time. Yeah. Um, and then I've been focusing actually a lot on TikTok because <laughs> I think it's a, it's, it's a, there are a lot of coaches. There are a lot of people that are going on there with their businesses right now, but the, I I'm seeing more and more 30 plus 40 plus women get on the platform every day. Mm. And I don't see a lot of people targeting the women in midlife. And they are gravitating towards okay. it. So, you know, I mean, if I was, if I were targeting 25 year olds or 16 year olds, I would feel like I was behind the eight ball. But in this sense, I feel like I'm ahead of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, well, wow. Cause that was going to be my next question, which is where are you going to be focusing on over the next year? And it sounds like TikTok is kind of where you're mainly going to be, or is there, is there other things that you're also going to be? Um, it's, on? I, it's mainly, I think it's mainly TikTok. Like I, it's, it's something that surprised me. I mean, I got on there in all honesty to keep an eye on my daughter because <laughs> when, when during all that, she like that, she was a place where I saw some upsetting videos was wow. something that she had done on the platform. Wait, but this was in 20, 2018. Right. Um, so then I'm like, all right, let me start messing with this myself. What's the, and I'll, and I second, set up a second account mm. um, and it's starting to grow and it's growing for me very organically. Like I don't do follow parties. I don't do anything promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to go viral. Mm-hmm. I'm just keeping it very honest to have this slow organic growth for people who find me who are meant to be there. Yeah. And I just hit a thousand followers today. So, you know, now I can put my website up there in, in my profile, I can do lives. I can start to nurture that audience. And I'd really like to see where that goes. Um, You know, I still have the Facebook groups, but it's, it's not, I'm not sure that it's in alignment with my messaging um, because I see a lot of these groups that you can promote in, as you know, for, are for um, people looking to scale their businesses to like six and seven figures. And I, my heart is with the beginners mm. and with people that are going through these changes and are trying to get started. And that's another reason why I'm trying to focus on these virtual courses, because I can do it at a lower price point. And yes, it'll take longer for me to to scale it, but it's never been about the money for me. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Wow. Teresa. Okay. Well, this has been so super helpful for everyone. Um, If anyone is interested in seeing what you have to offer Mm -hmm. with Joy Life Coaching, where is the best place for them to go? I actually, my website is joylifecoaching.com. And all my con- uh, my contact information is there. And I actually, if they want to check out the uh, TikTok, it is my handle is the midlife chrysalis. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I love it. Someone told me that they have trouble spelling it, but um, 
And then of course, you know, I am on Facebook as Joy Life Coaching too. So you can, you can definitely find me. Awesome. Well, we will put those in the show notes of this episode. Uh, for everyone listening to this, first of all, Teresa, thank you so much for thank sharing. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. It was amazing. And for everyone else listening to this, uh, please, like if you love this episode, which I'm sure you did, please leave us a review, leave us a rating, subscribe to this podcast, share with all your friends. Um, and, yeah, we will definitely see you in the next one. Thank you so much, Teresa. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, dedrickshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.